Chapter One of Half Past Bedtime. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Half Past Bedtime by Henry Howard Bashford. Chapter One. Mister Jug. The name of the town doesn't really matter, but it was a big town in the middle of the country, and the first of these adventures happened to a little girl whose Christian name was Marian. She was only seven when it happened to her, so that it was rather a young sort of adventure. But the older ones happened later on, and this is the best, perhaps, to begin with. Marian's house was in a street called Peter Street, because there was a church in it called St. Peter's Church, and some people liked this church, because it had a great spire soaring up into the sky. But Marian's daddy didn't like spires because they were so sharp and so slippery he liked towers better because the old church towers he said were like little laps ready to catch god's blessing but marian's daddy was a queer sort of man and nobody took much notice of what he said at the other end of peter street there was a field in which some people were beginning to build houses and marian used to love going into this field to watch the builders at work but one afternoon she became tired of watching them and so she climbed over a gate into the next field here the grass was so tall that it tickled marian's chin there were great daisies in it taller than the grass and they looked into marian's eyes they had calm faces like marian's mummy's nurse's face and they didn't mind a bit when marian picked them there were also buttercups shiny and fat like the man in the butcher shop who was always smiling this was such a big field that when marian came to the middle of it the voices of the builders were quite faint and the tinkle of their travels on the edges of the bricks sounded like sheep bells a long way off when she turned round she could see the roofs of the houses and the tops of the chimneys and the spires of the churches all trembly because of the heat as if they were tired and wanted to lie down but they couldn't lie down although they were so much older and bigger and stronger than marian i'd rather be me thought marian and when she had picked a bundle of flowers she lay down in the deep grass it was so hot that when once they had become used to her the stalks of the grasses stood quite still she could see hundreds and hundreds of them like trees in a forest or people in church waiting for the anthem up in the hills it was different there the grasses were always moving not running about of course but standing in the same place and bending to and fro to and fro some of them would move so her father had once told her as much as four miles in a single day just as far as it was from marian's house to the top of fairbarrow down but here in the valley they weren't moving at all they weren't even whispering they were holding their breath and if they were listening to anything it was to something that the little girl couldn't hear she stared into the sky but it was so blue that it made her eyes ache trying to see how blue it was and when she closed them to give them a rest she could see little patterns on her eyelids then she opened them again and the green of the grass as she looked between the grass blades was cool like an ointment 
and nobody in the world she thought knows where i am she felt a sort of tickle in the middle of her stomach how do you do said a voice marian gave a jump she saw a little man looking up at her he was not even as tall as an afternoon tea table what's your name he asked he was very polite he held his hat in his right hand marian told him her name she wasn't a bit frightened what's yours she asked i'm mr jugg he said and who are you mr jugg she inquired i'm the king of the bumpies he replied when marian was puzzled there came a little straight line exactly in the middle between her two eyebrows what are bumpies she asked my hat he gasped haven't you heard of bumpies marian shook her head oh dear oh dear he sighed have you ever heard of angels well of course said marian everybody's heard of angels well then bumpies said mr jugg are baby angels they're called bumpies till they've learned to fly i see said marian but why are they called bumpies because they bump said mr jugg not knowing how marian laughed where do you live she asked if you'd care to come with me he said i could show you oh i should love to said marian may i he put on his hat and gave her his hand and helped her to stand up with her bunch of daisies come along he said and he took her across the field and threw a hole in the hedge into the next one this was a smaller field with some cows in it and the grass in it was quite short he led her across it and helped her over a gate into the field beyond where the grass was shorter still how old are you he asked i'm seven said marian that's very young he replied i'm seven million good gracious said marian and how old is mrs jugg she's as old as i am he said but she looks younger when they came to the middle of this field he stood still and stamped with his foot three and a half times three big stamps and a little stamp and then the field suddenly opened marian saw a hole at her feet with a lot of steps in it going down 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 this is where i live he said you needn't be frightened it's quite safe i'll lead away he was still holding her hand and he went down before her a step at a time very carefully isn't it rather dark said marian wait till i've shut the door he said and then you'll get a surprise when both their heads were well below the ground he tapped twice on the wall and then the hole was shut so that they couldn't see the sky and a most wonderful thing happened they were at the beginning of a long passage almost a mile long with a lovely slope in it and on each side of it there were hundreds of little lights all of different colors there were blue lights and green lights and yellow lights and crimson lights and lights of all sorts of other colors that marian had never seen or even imagined both the walls and the floor of the passage were quite smooth and just where they stood there was a little cupboard this is where i keep my scooter he said it saves time 
and there's lots of room on it for two he opened the cupboard door and took out the scooter now put your hands he said on my shoulders oh what fun said marian and she suddenly noticed that he seemed to have grown taller she climbed onto the scooter behind him he gave it a little push and they began to glide down the passage at first they went quite slowly because the slope was so gentle but soon they were going faster and faster and presently they went so fast that all the colored lights became two streaks of light one on each side of them marian could hardly breathe what's going to happen at the end she thought but about halfway along the passage began to go uphill again the colored streaks became separate lights the scooter went slower and slower at last it stopped just in front of a closed door and there in the wall was another little cupboard here we are said mr jugg putting the scooter away i expect they're all having tea then he opened the door and marian almost lost her breath again for what she saw was a great long room with lots and lots of little tables in it and bumpy sitting on chairs round every table hanging from the ceiling of this room were hundreds of colored lights just like the lights she had seen in the passage blue lights and green lights and yellow lights and crimson lights and lights of all sorts of other colors of which she didn't even know the name and there was such a clamor of talking and laughing and spoon clinking and plate clinking and chair creaking and table creaking that marian could hardly hear what mr jugg was saying although he was shouting in her ear that's my wife he said that's mrs jugg that lady over there just coming toward us marian looked where he was pointing and saw a stout little lady with a smiling face she was exactly as tall as mr jugg but she weighed two and a half pounds more as for the bumpies they were all sorts of sizes but they all wore the same kind of clothes little dark green jackets over little dark green vests little dark green knickers and little dark green socks fastened to each jacket were two little hooks one behind each shoulder these were for their wings but they only wore wings when they were having their flying lessons suddenly they all stopped talking and stared at marian some of them stood on their chairs in order to see her better she felt very shy and began to blush mrs jugg came and gave her a kiss this is marian said mr jugg can you give her some tea why of course i can said mrs jugg giving marian two more kisses come with me my dear you shall have tea at my table she introduced marian to all the bumpies they gave her three cheers and then went on with their tea and soon marian was having tea herself such a tea as she had never had before not even at her uncle joe's there was bread and butter with bumpy jam on it and bumpy devonshire cream on top of the jam and there was bumpy cakes with bumpy cherries in it and there were bumpy meringues and there was bumpy honey why it's just like a birthday tea said marian that's because it is one said mr jugg every tea's a birthday tea down here there are so many bumpies you see that it's always somebody's birthday dear me said marian 
but isn't that rather a bother i mean for you and mrs jugg mrs jugg gave her another meringue there aren't any bothers she said in heaven but this isn't heaven said marian is it well of course it is said mrs jugg part of it but it's under the ground said marian well never mind heaven's everywhere only most people don't know it marian was surprised but she felt all lovely and shivery fancy heaven being so near home what a thing to be able to tell mummy mrs jugg gave her some more cake some of the bumpies had finished now and were getting impatient presently mr jugg clapped his hands then they all stood up and mrs jugg said grace and then they all rushed toward the door this wasn't the door by which marian had come in but the door that opened into another room a great big room with even more lights in it and hundreds of swings and all sorts of rocking horses in less than a minute there were bumpies upon every one of them and two of the bumpies took charge of marian she had a lovely swing and a ride on a rocking horse and then they all began to play games they played ring a ring of roses and bumpy in the corner and bumpy hide and seek and angel's buff and then mr jugg took her into the flying school to see some of the older bumpies fly this was like a big gymnasium with lots and lots of pegs in it and a pair of wings hanging from each peg and on the floor there were great soft mattresses so that the bumpies shouldn't hurt themselves if they fell down but the bumpies that marian saw had almost learned to fly they would soon be proper angels and be able to fly anywhere and then said mr jugg they'll be going into the upper school to learn history and geography and all about dreams and things where's the upper school asked marian oh it's all over the place said mr jugg there are ever so many classrooms you see and then they go to college and what happens then asked marian well then they're able to begin to work there's always heaps for them to do i see said marian and now i really think that i ought to be going home perhaps you ought said mr jack he led her back into the playroom and then into the room where they had all had tea the tables had been cleared now but mrs jugg came toward them with a big box of bumpy chocolates marian took one and mrs jugg kissed her and told her that she must be sure to come again you haven't seen half the place she said nor a quarter of it there are miles and miles of it have another chocolate then marian thanked her and gave her a kiss and mr jugg opened the door and they went into the passage when they had come this part of the passage had been uphill but going back of course it was downhill he opened a cupboard and took out the scooter and marian stood behind him with her hands on his shoulders just as before they began to go quite slowly but soon they were going as fast as ever just as before the colored lights became two streaks of light one on each side of them but marian knew now what was going to happen and presently the scooter went slower and slower at last it stopped just at the foot of the steps and mr jugg put it away in the cupboard he hit the wall twice and there at the top of the steps 
marian saw the hole open and the sky above it goodness me she said how late it is the sky was quite dark and the stars were shining mr jugg blew his nose poor mummy she said she will be so frightened where do you live asked mr jugg marian told him i'd better fly you there he said half a tick he went down the steps again and opened a little cupboard and came back with a pair of wings now if you can get on my back he said we'll be home in half a minute she climbed onto his shoulders just as if she were going to ride pick-a-back and then he gave a little jump and they were up in the air they skimmed across the fields and down peter street just as fast as an express train at marian's door he put her down which is your bedroom window he asked she told him now i must be saying good-night he said no i won't come in it's against the rules of the king of the bumpies so he took off his hat and made her a little bow and before she could wink almost he had gone then she knocked at the door and next moment mummy was hugging her as tight as tight then daddy came and hugged her too and cuthbert who had gone to bed looked over the landing banisters where have you been he asked why where haven't i been said marian and then she told them all about it cuthbert didn't believe her but cuthbert didn't believe anything he was nine years old and was beginning to learn french but mummy believed her and daddy believed her and i'll tell you another thing that happened late that night when everybody was asleep mr jugg flew to marian's window marian's angel everybody has a guardian angel was smoking a quiet cigarette on the sill outside hello he said fancy seeing you here he had once been a bumpy you see and mr jugg had taught him to fly good evening said mr jugg what do you think of this it was a little dream that he had brought for marian by george said the angel that's a beauty he slipped it very softly under marian's pillow she must have dreamed it too for next morning when mummy made her bed it wasn't there but alas the loveliest dreams of all are the ones that we never remember end of chapter one mr jugg